0: Today's conversation is a continuation of last week. It is part two of two on our conversation about if you could go back in your adult life and do things differently, what would you do? Uh, We hope you enjoy the conversation. I also,
1: if I, I mean, I I went through a kind of similar thing. I had a a teacher when I was in grade school, like throw me across the room. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it was like acting up or whatever. But I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't going crazy. I wasn't like being violent. But Mm -hmm. he like picked me up and like tossed me. And I remember the kids making fun of me for this. And I actually haven't thought about this in decades. But yeah, I wasn't physically hurt. But I remember being really, really embarrassed Mm -hmm. and like, uh, like just. Yeah, it was, I Mm -hmm. just had a really rough time in school because I was a small kid. I was super shy. uh, I was scared of everything. And, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. my my home life was, was, it was a shambles. My mom and dad fighting and my autistic sister just constantly being pulled to and fro by everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, So actually, when you say, when you started off, this podcast, Travis saying, you know, if we could go back to our teenage years, I was thinking initially, nah, I don't want to do this. <laughs>
2: I'm,
1: I'm okay. I'm yeah, I'm I'm, g- I'm good on this side of the same teenage years. Nah, yeah, yeah, nah. I don't. I I would not really. Even if I could make different educational choices, I wouldn't want to go back. I'd just be like, no, nah, I'm good here. I'm good with this. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The I, I mean, I I've, in in my experience. With my friends and colleagues who are intellectually curious, mm-hmm. um, almost you know I I would probably need to like sit down and think about it for a bit longer. But um, at least in this context, I can't think of an exception. Um, they they all had. Pretty uh, shitty formative adolescent and childhood years. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily mean, I mean some of them had you know uh, great parents. I know Seth, you did not, um, uh, or at least on you know your dad, uh, and less true of your mom. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, you know, there's something about being an outcast mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. when you're young, mm-hmm. when you're uh, early teens and your teenage years mm-hmm. um, that. Makes you that often makes people more reflective, Mm -hmm. uh, and often makes people uh, you know do a double take for the Mm -hmm. things that they see around them, Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah. So you while you would while you wouldn't want to go back and repeat that part of your life, Mm -hmm. you know that part of your life also gave you some gifts and some some abilities to see things that you know you otherwise wouldn't have been able to see. That's Um, right.
1: That's right. Like I can see the. The mediocrity of Sarah Lewis's <laughs> scholarship, right, 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 right. which which right. No, which I don't, I just don't think, I just don't not see black people saying out loud,
0: right? Yeah, I uh, you know if if I were to answer the question myself, since you know mm. to be fair, um, uh, it, weirdly, even though I threw it out there as a topic, I I did not think about what my answer would be. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, probably. Um, I would have gone i mean if if I'm sort of arranging my life in in all of the ways that I could, mm-hmm. I would probably have gone uh to medical school mm-hmm. and then um become a psychiatrist oh, um, really? and 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 try to basically write and engage with people from that modality okay. um, wow, because you know. I've always liked the idea of um, of ministering and helping people who are sick, Mm -hmm. Um, and because it's such a tangible thing that you can do for someone. Mm -hmm. Ow, my shoulder hurts. Ah, my shoulder is better. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, these are you know things very concrete things that are measurable and um, you know change someone's day for the better. And I mean, of course, you can't always do that, and there's lots of uh, you know. Weight that comes with that, and a lot of difficulty that comes with that when you can't help someone. Mm -hmm. Um, But in particular, in this kind, you know, sort of in 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 the sense of like helping people and sort of you know trying to engage from that point of view. I mean, the country itself is sick, exactly. Right? I mean, we're just we're just we're we're sick. I mean, we're we're the psychologically, culturally, Mm -hmm. um, we we don't really have a robust mental apparatus to help us deal with our history our present and certainly not our future <laughs> um and and you know i i'm not saying that you know in psychiatry you deal with the individual i'm not saying the analog of that is perfect you know mm-hmm. dealing with the individual is not dealing with the country i get that For sure. um uh, but i still think there would be some pretty useful tools in that toolbox of having of having dealt with uh, people with that, having had that kind of career, um, I would imagine uh, could give you certain kinds of insights into, into our current situation.
1: Wow, that's really surprising. But not, right? Like that's kind of, that is consistent with the Travis I know. But um, the, yeah, the analogy actually does hold up because in some ways, and, and, you know, we've talked about this a lot, in some ways, the, the, um, the podcast, this podcast is about trying to heal a sick nation, right? I mean, this is, this, this is, this is the medicine, right? That this, this kind of conversation seeks to be the medicine. Um, so that makes sense to me. Um, I want to ask Stephen something. Stephen, the way you described what you'd want to do and be with your life, if you could do some of it over. Makes mm-hmm. it sound, makes you sound to me like essentially what you are already, uh, which is a kind of renaissance man. Like, um,
2: oh, yeah, oh, go like,
1: ahead. No, 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 not that. Because it sounds like you want to do and be all the sort of, you want to sort of fulfill all the possibilities intellectually, physically, emotionally, that, that I associate with that kind of model of the mm. you know the sort of Goethe model, like scientist, mm. philosopher, draftsman, um arch you know, maybe he did archery, I don't know. But you know, that kind of <laughs> thing. Like you yeah. the gunsmith, um like you <laughs> you that was probably that was probably after Goethe's time actually. Um uh, okay. but you know what I mean? Like it sounds mm. to me like that. Like the person who is not 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 just like not I, I don't I don't know of a better term for this.
2: So, thank you for that. So, Travis, hold on to this question I have for you, which is, is there anything else you get out of being uh, an outcast other than a second sight or insight into something? I'm This is a serious question for you. And As- asking for a friend. <laughs> I'm not asking for friends. I don't have any. <laughs> I, like, I want to say that in a crowd of people. I'm not asking for a friend. I don't have any. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, um, so... So kind of like what you just said, um, I think Seth about this idea of the overuse of the term trauma. Was that it? Mm-hmm. Was that the word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I the, the Renaissance man or the someone, I just want to to one hug hug the aborted Stevens that mm. I aborted because sometimes they, they were just you know I still had I still see myself as having had had some control over what I did, which is you mm-hmm. know a bit romantic i guess but the other thing is i'm a i don't believe in <laughs> in any religion i think this is it <laughs> i mm. think this is it and then darkness or whatever else but so my thing is mm-hmm. wanting to enjoy life to feel the ache mm. in my body after a run you know after a competition or be really like into something so much then almost everything else falls away and then my, i have this tunnel vision mm-hmm. about the music that i wanted to produce or be a part of an orchestra right that mm-hmm. those are that those are the kind of romantic visions i have of um that moment so i mm-hmm. think titles like genius and renaissance man and other things are distractions and don't mm-hmm. give you and they don't do any it's almost like what i think tony morrison said it and some other writers that i love said something to this effect which is the Nobel prize did not do anything for her writing Hmm. or like the accolades and all this other stuff. You still Mm -hmm. have to sit with the work, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. and she might've just been pushing against her own, you know, I am Toni Morrison, you know, or Mm -hmm. who you know, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, I walk in a room and all bow before me, but it doesn't do anything for good work, work, you know, necessary work. And so that's why I push back on, on titles like that because branding we live in the type, you know, in a moment of everyone's branding and everybody's three thousand things. Can you know, only barely walk down the street, you know. I'm like, what do you do mm-hmm. well? Yeah, yeah. Do you know? And what do you? Mm-hmm. Where's your investment? In, in the moment where you actually are not online promoting the thing that you think you should be promoting, but you really should be spending time with this thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know? So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. where I'm at with that idea, but also with the aborted Stevens.
0: Mhm mhm. Mm. And yeah, now Travis
1: um, that question. What else does Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm happy to respond. I don't, you know, I maybe if you gave me some time to think about oh, it, cool. I mm-hmm. would have a different answer, but I don't think so. Um I think being an outcast is painful for, for a pro-social primate. I mean, we're, we're socialized. Sure. We're fully socialized monkeys. Mm-hmm. We can't even be who we are without others right. around us. Uh, I for mean, sure. just sit in your shit and play with yourself if you are yeah. not socialized properly. So, so no, I don't think there's a lot of, mm-hmm. of extra. Yeah. <laughs> like sort of gifts that come with being an outcast i really mm-hmm. don't i think i think it just hurts a lot um, mm. and i think you're lucky if what you get from that experience is insight and empathy because a lot of people don't get that either right. Uh, right a lot of people just you know just get the pain part mm-hmm. and um, some people just shut and, down
1: some yeah, people just yeah. go into oh, yeah collapsing on themselves and
2: that's it,
0: and that's it, yeah, yeah,, I've been thinking yeah, about that's it. it,
2: and when you said that earlier, my brain has always wanted to ask that question of somebody, like what else is there, not in a sort of snarky way, but in a way like I just don't know what else is there, I mean you're able yeah. to have some insight if you're fortunate, like you said, or some compassion or empathy, but what else does it offer or could offer, you know, you know, but yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I don't see yeah, I don't mean it, it in a yeah i I definitely. I definitely did not mean it in a glib way oh, um, I, didn't take that I, at I definitely at all. Did, don't I definitely definitely don't mean it in a sense of um, like there's always some gift. With tragedy or pain, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. N- no, sometimes no. it's just awful and dumb and terrible, and uh, and that's all it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. sorry, yeah. And <laughs> <then> <laughs> I
2: mean sorry. Like the that's the universe saying like sorry, right. like just yeah. tough shit. It just doesn't yeah. matter. And so, have you guys seen the film A uh, uh, Melancholia? Lars Venture, yes. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I went to the theater with three people. Two of us left laughing and one of us left. This was terrible. This is a terrible idea. And I'm just like, I love the way that the two women in the film, I forget the uh, Kristen Duns, Kirsten Dunst and the other woman, her sister, mm-hmm. how they were both responding to it. And, you know, Lars Venture is pretty dark, you know, and he's a depression type. <laughs> yeah, you pretty. Know? And, and definitely just really, um, like, I think, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh S&M?
1: M- misanthropic? He's, yeah, misanthropic?
2: Yeah. But mm. what I loved about the film was that her special insight didn't afford her anything. <laughs> yeah. It didn't. Yeah. And that she kept limping towards something called normality. I'm going to get married. And, and I remember watching the film and going, oh, Yeah. That's how I kind of expect people to act. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of smiling, I, I just joined a group on Facebook called Dead Behind the Eyes, and it's just a bunch of photographs <laughs> of people who are smiling, but there's nothing there. You know, Tom Cruise oh. shows up a couple of times. But it's so much fun. Oh I was thinking, God. Kirsten Dunst did such a good job of moving, or that character moving at, like, I love the, um, uh, what was it? It's called the thing that Preceded the movie, and it was. Um, the, oh, you mean the trailer? It was, not the trailer. It was the. Um, like a, a prologue. It was the prologue, but there's a great name for it. It was. Uh, it'll come to me, I think, hopefully. Okay. But it, it basically just laid out the film. It. T- mm-hmm. She's walking in her wedding dress, and everything's incredibly slow. There's a Wagner soundtrack that's blaring, and you mm. you know you're watching what you're going to see. Right. So, but Mm. still people were really depressed by that film and upset by it. And I just felt like, no, for all the problems that Lars Van Trier can have, he's got it on that. In that film, I think he captured something really profound about Mm. existentialism, but also about limping towards some sort of semblance of um, normality for people to feel like you're part of something. She just kept falling out of it, falling out, couldn't bathe herself. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I see that.
1: i recommend that film. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I want—I want to say to uh, listeners that I, when you initially said "melancholia," I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." I've seen. it. I, I haven't. I just looked at the trailer on my phone, uh-huh. and that's. I think I. I think I stopped watching Lars von after the one with um with um the blonde Australian actress who's um. Oh, oh we're talking about
2: Nicole Kidman, dog, boy? Uh, dog yes, Dog City or something, Dog something.
1: Dogville, Dogville, yeah. I think okay. I, I saw Breaking the Waves. I saw something else. I think I did see Antichrist actually, which came after Dogville.
2: Who did not want to um, see that? I did see
1: too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that, and and mm-hmm. and I, I just I got to the point where I was just feeling brutalized by Lawrence Kasdan, <laughs> so I just <laughs> I stopped it. Yeah. I, I haven't seen Melancholia, so. Uh, so I didn't I, have to
0: uh, I did see Melancholia mm-hmm. um, and a couple of, um I didn't really like it mm-hmm. um <laughs> if for you know for the reason that a I, I to me with someone with with those gifts I feel like that response is low hanging fruit mm. um I I feel like you know in and and this is clearly my bias undoubtedly but i feel mm. like that aspect of being a finite monkey you know and and being aware of of our mortality and uh, being aware of the uh very likely pointlessness of all of it um to to make art that indulges in that is is the lowest rung mm. uh, on that ladder on that ladder of insight climbing to- towards some kind of insight mm. because that's simply not what it all is there's mm. there there is more than that in our experience of being embodied for someone that is able to produce art like that, mm. to get budgets to make movies mm. like that mm. in front of multi-million dollar production houses mm. in supply chains. And for that person, no, that is not what life all is. True. That might be what life is for people who won't can't even smell a movie house. Sure or can't even like mm. you know function in the proximity of a movie theater mm-hmm. to get in and see the movie. Like I'm I am very um I am very sympathetic to that argument. Mm. Um but I just don't buy that for someone like Lars von Trier or or anyone else that has those kinds mm. of um resources and gifts. Mm.
1: Well, it feels like Lars von Trier is just he's caught in that Again, I'm going to use this term, kind of traumatic loop, in that he keeps reliving the thing rather than seek to get away, find a way out from it. Um, Mm. It's just, I mean, from movie to movie is what I'm saying, Uh Steve. I mean, you're looking, you're looking kind of um, querulous, Um, um, and I
2: think I'm still on Travis's response and like picking up on yours. So I'm a little response, responding to (laughs) his and going, hmm, okay, okay, cool,
0: (laughs) cool. It's like um, I actually really don't like the former response. That's really good. <laughs> no, 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 not, not not
2: like it. I've always had space for this idea of one having responsibility. Mm. One, one has certain kinds of platforms. Mm. But you put me in the mind of, and I'm sorry, I interrupted you, Travis. Uh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. This idea, no, like Andre Tarkovsky, and the kind of film the films that he makes. I've heard similar mm. um, things like thrown at him, and I just feel like his mm. films along with other people who've had to fight for their vision. Like, I feel like we're better for their work uh, overall. And I feel like I don't, I don't go to the film to be entertained. Mm-hmm. Like I go or for a sense of responsibility. It's almost like when I, I, I tried to, I was like, was, Travis is saying this, when was the last time I read a book and I felt like, oh fuck, what is this? You know? But even then I felt like it was useful because I was like, oh, I wouldn't want to write a book like this because I feel like there's or it's a well-written book but it just has this sort of you know, I'm like, no, that's useful too. All of it is mm. for me. So mm. so that's all. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking about yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Which is very yeah, personal. Yeah, no, I get that, but I when, when I think about like sort of the multi-layered struggle that it is to produce a multi-million dollar film or write a novel. Mm-hmm. And and that, the sort of the drama that that would have entailed and the private joys and setbacks mm. that that person would have felt in producing that, um, the pointlessness of it all feels like a, a pretty uninteresting mm. message to draw from that. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, wow. Mm, from that process, like, yeah. Yeah, I feel like what you're saying is it, it's not my taste. <laughs> no, no, not <laughs> at all. I
0: think, for example, I, I, that's – well, if you mean that's not my taste when it comes to something like – like There are other ways a, to read it,
2: in, I think, than the way that you a read movie. It.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, no, well, I, I am your your take on you know the character and sort of like kind of the, the the repetition of her not quite not quite being able to get her life together in the face of you know this you know this great calamity. Um, it, That's interesting to me. It's been a decade since I've seen the movie. I don't know. It's been a very long time since I've seen the film. So maybe not quite a decade, but but a long time. Um, It's because I saw it uh, when it came out. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I'm very open to that. I'd happily go if you would, you know, sort of made a recommendation, I'd go see it again or whatever. Mm -hmm. That was my impression of the film at the time. And Mm -hmm. that is my impression of uh, uh, Von Trier. In other films as well, mm-hmm. um, so it's not just that it's not my taste. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I I would like to think that there are things that I can appreciate that are not necessarily my aesthetic taste. Okay. Um, uh, and that message certainly works for me in other contexts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland, for example, mm-hmm. uh, hmm. you know, or The Hollow Men is probably an even a better example of that. The poem The Hollow Men is something that, okay. you know, I read obsessively in my early 20s uh-huh. over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are the hollow men, we are the stuff men, headpiece, head, headpiece filled with straw. Like, it doesn't get, it doesn't get, Less uplifting, than that. <laughs> other uh, other read, than the aesthetics Have you read of, of, your plan? The, of the poem? <laughs> well, sure, right, 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 right. right. Where's him? Um, yes. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's just, uh, mm-hmm. but but I do. Um, you are you you absolutely encapsulated my argument correctly, which is that I feel like you have. If you have that kind of platform, mm-hmm. there's a responsibility to see beyond your own misery. Mm. For sure. Because uh, sure. everyone else is super familiar with their own. For sure. Mm.
1: There's, there's one thing I would like to have experienced more of in my life. Um, now that I've stopped fencing, there was a time when I was studying uh, in my mid-20s, um, when I was going to the McBurney YMCA, which used uh-huh. to be at the corner of 23rd, 23rd Street and 7th Avenue. That's, uh, I used to study with this old Polish guy named Richard Gretkowski. Uh, and I remember really being entranced with the sort of elegance of fencing and all this sort of accoutrements the, the mask, the breeches, the the white jacket, mm-hmm. the, the underarm plastron. The, and, of course, of course the, the foils themselves, and it, Italian, the French mm-hmm. grip. There was a moment when I was fencing later on when I got to Southern California. I was on the team at UC Irvine when I went to a tournament. And I, I hated tournaments. I hated it <laughs> I always I was always too nervous and... Uncoordinated at tournaments. I did pretty, it got to the point where I was, I was a pretty good fencer in practice, but in tournaments, it just, most of the time, I just, just fell apart. But mm. well, I was at this tournament and I was fencing this young kid and I remember seeing him in practice with his coach right before. Like he was mm-hmm. just doing some warm up stuff with his coach and he looked so good. He looked so coordinated and, and sort of, um, just uh. he had, he, he handled his foil with real fine control. And I was a little bit intimidated. So I got up on the, on the strip, and we started fencing. And I just saw it. And it was a, it's, it's mm. one of the very, very, very few moments in my life, and I'm, I can't really think of another one right now off the top of my head, where time slowed down, where ah. I was in the middle of an action, and I was stretching, I was making an attack. So make, making an attack in foil is basically just – um, pointing the fall at your opponent and straightening your arms. So it's this, it's this thing that I'm doing right now. And I could see my attack coming towards him and I could see what he was doing to parry me and I was moving around it. So like it was happening already, right? So like this mm-hmm. happens in like the space of maybe two seconds, maybe three seconds, but I could see it happening. And it was slowing down. And they moved around this parry and I moved around it again, uh, his, his other parry. And I was in the middle of seeing the touch arrive and I was already yelling. I was already like, ha. Ah. And, mm. and, I, and I did it. And I just, I don't know that I've ever gotten back to that space, that mm. kind of flow
0: state mm. space. Mm. It's
1: really mm. beautiful. It's just fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've I've had some never with fencing or anything like that, but I've I've had a handful of experiences like that. Um, uh, yeah,
1: when when you were um, when you were fighting Quarando?
0: Yeah, when I was training, mm-hmm. uh, in, much less now that I'm older. <laughs> but certainly when I was when I was when I was, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Where where you're in the moment and there's a kind of lightness and mm-hmm. freedom mm-hmm. inside of a moment mm-hmm. that is fully constrained and, and in some sense determined, right? You mm-hmm. kind of know what's happening as, as you're, mm-hmm. as you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a kind of joy inside mm-hmm. of that, mm-hmm. inside of that moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course it lasts for just a few seconds. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, but yeah, nice. yeah, um, yeah,
2: that
0: was a good example. Uh, all right. Well, I think we, well, we all know what we would have done in, in, <laughs> if we had different lives, so. <laughs> maybe not our most productive topic ever, but you know, we can. <laughs> so we've been doing it for a while, so it's bound to happen. Um, so, uh, Steven, Seth, if uh, if there's nothing else, we can we can say our goodbyes and talk to you next week. Yeah.
2: That's good. Yeah.
0: Thanks okay. for this. All right. Yeah. All
2: right. Love Thanks you. very much.